I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Yesterday we started going through Buzz Rothfield's top 50 players from season 2021. We went number 50 down to number 25. Number 25 from memory was Adam Reynolds, South Sydney Rabbitohs skipper now left to go and join uh, the Brisbane Broncos next season. Today we're going to go 25 down to fi- down to 10. Sorry, we're going to do those 15 players. And then later on today or tomorrow morning, we're going to have the final 10 players go a little bit more deeper into the those guys. I'll go a little bit into more depth today uh, on the guys that are 25 to 10 than we did on yes on this morning's podcast. So let's have a look. Number 24. Now just remember that along with these guys, uh, they have uh, obviously the club they played for, the position they had their super coach average and where their rank changed from last year and a little comment from Buzz Rothfield, which we will read. Number 24, Brian Toto from the Penrith Panthers. Super coach average 84. Insane. Buzz says, an absolute pocket powerhouse who averaged a staggering 231 run meters per game, easily the most on record. Could have won the Clive Churchill medal. Amazingly, Brian Toe, he wasn't in Buzz's top 50 last year, which makes me wonder probably when Buzz Rothfield did his top 50. Uh, and if it was at the end of the season, how on earth did Brian Toe miss out? I thought he was one of the best outside backs in the game last year, playing on the left wing, the strongest edge for the Penrith Panthers. Shocks me he wasn't in it last year. Uh, 24, I'll be honest with you, I think it's probably underrated. He could have won a Clive Churchill medal. Uh, I completely agree with what Buzz Rothfield said here. Um, he could have done absolutely anything bizarre in that grand final. He was sensational. I thought he was great all year. He is the best meters guy as far as backs go in rugby league. And there is no doubt about that in any way, shape, or form. Also a great finisher. Also a champion bloke, too. I think he's doing great things. Uh, they're from the area brand. I mean, he's the face of that. He, he I, I just love the extra layer of culture that Brian Toto has brought. He is just something different. It's sensational to see the try celebrations and whatnot. I think it's unreal. And the way that he just backs his mates in, he's a family man. The proposal after the grand final, that's just the sort of guy Brian Toto is. I absolutely love it. Uh, I would have had him higher than 24, to be honest with you. I think that along with Josh Adokar, he is the best winger in the game. Uh, And I think that 
No, I don't think any winger has had as much impact on a champion team since probably Wendell Saylor. So I would have Brian Toto a little bit higher. I would say at 24 is underrated, to be honest with you. You guys said, so of course there is the overrated, underrated, and agree vote here for each of these guys. You guys said 39% underrated, 46% agree. Only 15% said overrated. So Brian Toto held in very high regard. Number 23, we've got Mitchell Moses from the Parramatta Eels. Halfback. Also, wasn't in the ranks last year. Last year was the year where the stats dropped off, but he became a better seven. I think you saw that this year. The game opened up a little bit more with these new changes as well, so definitely helped us to see the old Mitch Moses. Buzz says, had 28 try assists, including a comp high 20 of those from kicks. Has forced at least 15 dropouts from kicks in each of the past five seasons. Uh, incredible the uh, the development of Mitch Moses. I've always been a big fan of Moses. I know a lot of you aren't overly big fans of him, but I will always have a lot of time and a lot of respect for Mitch Moses. I think he's a premier half in our game. He might not be the best, but I don't think you could possibly have him out of the top five, realistically, which the gap between one and five is big, no doubt about it, but the gap between five and about ten is a gaping hole as well. So, Mitch Moses, I would have him up around here. I know a lot of people think he's overrated. I think that most people will say overrated here or agree, but this is about where I would have Mitch Moses realistically. So I agree with this one. Uh, the votes came in agree 23%, underrated 8%, overrated 69%. Uh, big call there. I think considering the position, how many few guys there are that can play that position. Um, he stood up in finals this year. He played well. So even though he had a bunch of injuries, broke his back during the season, I have Mitch Moses there and thereabouts. The next man, Ryan Ryan Pappenhausen from the Melbourne Storm. He comes in at number 22 with a supercoach average of 79.2. Weird season for Pappy. Missed a lot of rugby league. He came in at eighth last year after winning the Clive Churchill medal for the Melbourne Storm in the grand final. Dropped to 22. So what's that? A 14 spot drop for Ryan Pappenhausen. Considering the injuries and everything, I mean, he'll probably take that. Buzz says, recovered from a heavy head knock in Magic Round for season-best 14 tries in 15 games. Incredible. Averaged over 120 metres for a third straight season. So considering the size he is to average over 120 metres, yes, it's not in the 240 range of Brian Toto, but it's still a very good knock for Ryan Pappenhausen in a season where, for the vast majority of it, he looked a little bit rattled to me. Look, I would have probably had Pappy a little bit lower because it is solely based on this season. He missed a lot of football when he came back. He didn't quite look himself, but he did set it alight in the first half of the season. Come finals, uh, we didn't really see the Pappy that we know and love as well. So, um, yeah, a bit of a mixed bag for Ryan Pappenhausen. I, I wouldn't say he's overrated in any way, shape, or form, but I probably wouldn't have had him this high based on this season because he didn't play his best football, um, and he sort of took him a long time to find his feet again. That's not a negative on Ryan Pappenhausen. I think it's just the reality of the situation. Uh, so as far as you guys voted, agree 51%, overrated 16%, underrated 33%. So a lot of people thought he should have been higher. I don't know. It's hard. Do you just base them as players? Do you base them on 2021 form? It's hard to get a read on with Ryan Pappenhausen. The next man, another interesting one, Luke Keary. Comes in at number 21. Sydney Roosters, 5'8". Uh, his rank last year was number 16. So he dropped five spots. Considering, I think he played five or six games realistically. Buzz says, would be higher but for his ACL injury. Had seven tries in the opening three games before being hurt. The Roosters missed him more than any other player. Uh, yeah, only played three games. Sorry, I thought it was a little bit more. Only played three games for his ACL. I think that essentially forced him to drop down. Interesting. 
His super coach average from those first three games was 75.3. That is that is going at a pretty good click for a guy that uh, historically isn't a good super coach player, but isn't a great super coach player. Wouldn't have had him at 75.3. That's a top 10 average over the last few years, realistically. So, uh, Luke Carey, I think this is about fair. I think it's because of the injury he drops down. I still think he is a top three to five, maybe even higher ball player in our game. Absolutely love Luke Keery. Proven on the big stages. The Roosters did miss him. I think if the Roosters completely fell apart, Luke Keery probably jumps up a little bit because they handled themselves without him. Um, that probably doesn't help his cause. But I don't think that's a negative on Luke Keery. I think that's just a positive on the Sydney Roosters and the system they've built, which Luke Keery has been a key cog in and would have been a key cog in this season, still around training with Sam Walker, Hutcho, these sort of fellas. Okay, number 20, Jerome Luai. He's actually gone up. He was at 37 last year. He's jumped 17 spots, uh, won an Origin Series this year, became a more mature footballer for me. I know that he didn't have the same stats and highlights and stuff, but that's sort of what I appreciate more from Jerome Luai, to be completely honest with you. So I think this is a really good shout. Uh, I think about 20 is fair enough. Supercoach average, 58.8. Buzz says, second straight season with 20-plus tri-assists and 20-plus line break assists, made his Origin debut for New South Wales in a series win. Considering he went 20-plus tri-assists and 20-plus line break assists in a season where people told me he was really quiet and he's not as good as he was last year, pretty damn impressive. Pretty impressive from Jerome Law. A lot of people were getting very negative on him and I couldn't understand why. Now he is a premiership winning 5'8". He laid a try on in the grand final and was great during the final series. Didn't have the high-end attacking stats. I understand that. But that's not all that rugby league is about. Yeah, he defended well this season as well, which matters for me. So Jerome Law, I think that's fair at 20. I would agree with that. Uh, overrated, 48%. Underrated, 11 Agree, 41%. So agree, 41%. Overrated, 48%. So not many people think he should be higher. People have this about right. Okay, number 19 is Christian Welsh from the Melbourne Storm. Supercoach average, 59.2. He was ranked 40 last year. He jumped to 19. Uh, Buzz says, played a career-high minutes. Back-to-back seasons of over 2,000 run meters and averaging over 23 tackles per game. I don't think the stats probably do justice for who Christian Welsh is realistically. I think he's become a real voice of our game, which for, for me improves him as a player, improves him as a person in our game. So I would have Christian Walsh around this mark. I think he's a top three to five front rower in our game, probably top three realistically without naming all of them off the top of my head. I would have Christian Walsh about this mark. It always is hard with front rowers though whereabouts you fit them because they obviously well in my opinion they don't dictate the outcomes of games as much as your halfbacks your 5'8 your hookers your fullbacks these sort of guys he's also not the sort of player that has you know a huge attacking upside he doesn't have a David Fafita or a Payne Haas sort of trying him so Christian Welsh really smart between the ears really consistent I'd probably agree with this I might have had him a little bit lower just because he is a front rower. Uh, but, I mean, I can't really argue with this. 51% agreed, underrated 27%, overrated 22%. I mean, obviously, if... You know, I probably would have had Jerome Luai in front of him, to be honest with you, because the impact he has on games. Luke Keery and Pappy, if they played a full season, I'd have them over Christian Welsh as well. But still a very, very solid player. 18, Damian Cook. He goes up from 24. He jumped up six spots. I actually thought he was a little bit quieter this year, but he just played his role in his team, which is what he had to do. Still a great defensive halfback as well. Buzz says, champion dummy half, nine line breaks in 2021. His second best season tally. That surprises me. Made over 900 tackles for the fourth straight season. As I said, fantastic defensive halfback. I thought that his attacking upside went a little bit missing this year, to be honest with you, but he did what he had to do in his team, and he had his team winning 
you know, 98% of the time, essentially. So Cookie, very unlucky not to win a competition. I thought he was good in that grand final as well. Did a lot of work as per usual. I would sort of agree with this. I think Damien Cookie's probably, he could be higher if you see his absolute best potential, which I don't think we're seeing at the moment. I think some people are starting to lean towards overrated because... I mean, and you have a look at his super coach average, 65. Considering he was quiet in a season where I think he could really explode, he could do absolutely anything. He's a scary little prospect. I'd have Cookie around this, Mark. I'd probably have him a little bit lower. Uh, agree, 54%. Underrated, 13%. Overrated, 33%. So most of you agree that Damian Cook around the 18th best player in this competition, according to Buzz Rothfield's list. Kalen Ponga at 17. The Newcastle Knights fullback, super coach average, 68.4. We all expect him to be a little bit higher. Yeah, his rank actually went from 22 to 17. He actually went up this year. I probably thought that he'd, if anything, he might slide a little bit. Um, really mixed bag season with KP. I think it's obviously hurting his status that he probably needs Mitchell Pierce to be effective on the field. That's the one thing that is definitely hurting KP. Buzz says, has slipped down the pecking order after an injury interrupted season. Eight tries and 15 try assists in 15 games. The Knights look a different team when Ponga is on the park. 100%. They're also a different team when Mitchell Pierce is on the field as well. Um, KP, I think this is about fair though. He's got that high-end talent uh, to be around this mark. Uh, obviously did have an injury interrupted season as Buzz said, so that is a fair shout. I'd probably agree a little bit but I'm starting to think people think he's a little bit overrated. So Agree got 43%. Overrated got 45%. Just remember, he's very young KP, yeah? He's not in the greater system. He's still working himself out a little bit, KP. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I feel a little bit sorry for Ponga at the moment. I think people are forgetting that, you know, two years ago, he was a game away from winning a Dalian medal, yeah? So just, just keep in mind with KP, I, I think he will still come good. Number 16, Joey Manu, Sydney Roosters centre, super coach average 61. Tough with Joey, played a lot of games at fullback, played a lot of games on the wing, played a lot of games at centre, moved around a little bit, but was fantastic in all of those. What Buzz said, showed his versatility by playing in every position in the Roosters' back line, average 125 metres and over four tackle busts per game. Manu is one of those guys that he can do things that only Joey Manu can do, so that definitely does elevate him to that next level above a lot of other guys. I put Stephen Crichton in a similar category, but Joey Manu is definitely the absolute peak of that category, much higher than a Stephen Crichton. Joey can just do things that other guys can't. He's got the offload. He's got the ball-playing ability. He's got this amazing step. He's incredibly strong, deceptively strong, Joey Manu. Got a sneaky little kicking game that comes in handy occasionally too, so he really can do it all. Scary to think. He played wing this year. He was sensational there. He played center for the last few years. He's been unbelievable. Fullback might just be his best position, which he's not going to play at the Roosters. So it's scary to think Joey Manu, he could be playing out of position and coming 16th in Buzz Rossfield's ranking. So interesting with him, though. A lot of Some people think overrated. Some people think underrated. I'd probably agree with him being around this spot, but I'll be interested to see where the overrated, underrated sits. Yeah, so agree got 49%, which was fair. Underrated, 29%. Overrated, 22%. So only 7% separating underrated and overrated, which is interesting to look at. Let's move to number 15. It is the Brisbane Broncos, Hulk Payne Haas. Uh, Supercoach average 68, a little bit lower than what we probably expected, but still very solid. He wasn't in the rankings last year, funnily enough. I thought he would have been as well. Uh, they did come last, though. Where should the Broncos be with it? Where would the Broncos be without him, Buzz says? He has averaged over 165 metres and 30 tackles per game in the past three seasons. I think this is completely fair. Once again, front rowers, they're hard to place. Uh, but Payne Haas, he has got this high-end ability 
ability that no other front rower does. So I would have him around this mark. It's a little extra effort things uh, for me that really matter with him. You've got to remember as well, he's putting up these amazing stats and he's the only forward in that Broncos pack that people had to mark this year. He was the one guy that people were aware of. Teams did a really good job on him and he was still able to be super effective. So I agree with Payne Haas here. You might even say he's a little bit underrated, but I'd say agree. Agree, 46%. Underrated, 37%. Overrated, 17%. Interesting. So most people agree with it or think he's underrated. Obviously a front rower. Hard to take these sort of things into calculations. The only other front row off the top of my head that we haven't seen so far that I think is still to come is James Fisher-Harris. We'll see. (laughs) Okay, he's the next man. Number 14, James Fisher-Harris from the Penrith Panthers. Supercoach average 62. He was at 7 last year, dropped down to 14. I think front row is one of the hardest positions to stay at the very top of, though, so I don't really hold that against him. Buzz says he led the Panthers forwards and was 5th for all forwards in run meters. Not a more hard-working or respected front rower in this competition. Hard to argue with. Uh, James Fisher-Harris, I would have him with Payne Haas as being... um, the best front rowers in our game right now are very different players. Uh, you could tell James Fisher-Harris was exhausted at the back end of this season after playing finals footy last year, backing it up this year with another big season. But he just managed to keep digging deep and finding a little bit extra, which is what I love about James Fisher-Harris. A guy that when he burst onto the scene looked like he was going to be a lunatic, looked like he was going to spend more time in the judiciary room than on the field, but really has turned it around and has turned into a really respected leader. Buzz said, not a more hardworking or respected front rower in the competition, and I think that is a completely fair shout with James Fisher-Harris. I would agree with this. I'd have him sort of from 10 to 14. I think I think he's a premier player in our comp. Uh, 60% agree, 14 underrated, overrated, 26%. So 60% agree. That's a pretty good whack. Buzz has really hit that one on the head, I think. Our next man, another Penrith Panthers teammate, Isaiah Yo. He was at 38 last year. He's jumped to 13. Completely agree. I have him and Cam Murray as the best lock forwards in the game in 2021. As I said, Victor Radley didn't play enough football to compete with these two, in my opinion. But he's also stepped into the Origin Arena, has done sensation well. Uh, he's won what is it? Buzz, Buzz says here he's won 24 of 25 games uh, the, sorry, Penrith won 24 of 25 games with Yo playing last season. So consistent led the Panthers with 768 tackles only missing 23 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 23 missed tackles, 768 made. Champion player Isaiah went to Origin, dominated there, showed that he can handle himself in that rep arena. Was great in the grand final. Was great in last year's grand final too, just quietly, Isaiah Yo. So really has turned into a premier player in our competition, sort of out of nowhere. Uh, I don't think when we saw Isaiah Yo debuting a few years ago where he was sort of a second row sort of center guy, I don't think anyone could have predicted the guy that he is now, the leader he is, and just the premier player in our game that he is now. So, mate, I would agree, but I also wouldn't 
be offended having him a little bit higher, to be honest with you. But I'd probably agree. I think I'd have him about there. Agree, 57%. Underrated, 23%. Overrated, 20%. Number 12. Wow, Cam Munster. He's dropped from number 2 to 12. Uh, a pretty big drop. Obviously, 10 spots, especially when you're in that top 12 or so. Uh, obviously, this wasn't his best season. Still with a supercoach average of 74.1, which was incredibly impressive. But definitely wasn't his best season. We have seen better from Cam Munster over the last few years. Buzz says, slips from number one, uh, slips from number two, sorry, after an ordinary season by his standards, still scored seven tries, had 15 tries, he's an eight secondary assists. Now, it says rank change down from number two, but then in Buzz's comments said that he was number one. I'm not sure if he was one or two last year. Regardless, dropped about 10 or 11 spots. Uh, dropped from one or two to out of the top 10. So that's a bit of a stinger. He still scored seven tries and had 15 tries this season. So a good season by Cam Munster, but based on this year, I don't think you could have him in the top 10 players. Based on an entire career, though, um, I think you would have Cam Munster about this 12 mark. Obviously, that that last game that he played against the Penrith Panthers, I was just waiting for Cam Munster to own that contest. I was waiting for him to step up and deliver something. Just never came, so that definitely hurt. I'd probably agree with having Cam Munster at 12. I know a lot of people think he's overrated now, but I, I don't completely agree. I think he will find his way. We'll see what you guys think. Agree, 36%. Underrated 14%. Wow, 50% of people say Cam Munster is overrated. That is a big start. Wow, crazy. Okay, we got two more. The next one is Harry Grant, number 11, Melbourne Storm Hooker. Got to remember, he came off the bench. Uh, last year, he was nine when he arrived at the West Tigers' doorstep in round three. Uh, didn't have a preseason with them. Stepped out of Camp Smith's shadow, went to a dysfunctional club and dominated. Uh, he was nine last year. He dropped to 11 and he was benched for the Melbourne Storm. So I love the way that they used him. I didn't like it at the start of the year. You all remember I was very vocal about him playing 80 minutes. I think he will next year. But I think this year, the Melbourne Storm got it right as far as using Harry Grant and Brandon Smith. Buzz says second most dummy half uh, meters and equal most tries from dummy half despite playing in only 14 games and he came off the bench in what 12 of those 14 games so uh, really incredible season by Harry Grant. I think people are starting to call him overrated. I promise you. I can promise you right now, if, you, if you're going to put me on the cross for anything, it's this. If you think Harry Grant is overrated, you're wrong and you don't know what you're looking at. He's going to prove you wrong. We've been saying it for three or four years. We said he was a top 10 hooker before he was even in the NRL system. Yeah, we got laughter. We got shit. You can see the sort of caliber this kid has. He had his worst game against the Penrith Panthers in the prelim final. I'm not hiding away from that in any way, shape or form, but it will make Harry Grant a better footballer moving forward. Bellamy will get the best out of him over the next few years. I would agree with Harry at about 11. I wouldn't say it was his best season. He was injury hampered. He played less minutes. And on the big stage, he didn't quite deliver. Didn't quite deliver Origin Arena. So I would have to agree with this at 11. I still think he's the best hooker in our game, though. Uh, Agree, 43%. Overrated, 42%. So 1% more agree that he should be about here. But the other 42% say that he's overrated. So an interesting few years coming up for Harry. Now, the last guy we're going to do is number 10. And it is... Wow. Three Melbourne guys in a row. Munster, Harry Grant, and number 10 is Brandon Smith, the hectic cheese from the Melbourne Storm. Obviously, the guy that was starting at hooker uh, for the Storm um, and when Harry Grant was coming on later. Look, I I thought last year he was ranked... Well, Buzz had him last year ranked 25. He's gone up 15 spots to top 10. I think it's fair enough. I still think Harry Grant is the best hooker in rugby league, but this year you couldn't 
wouldn't argue that Brandon Smith was the best hooker in rugby league. Yeah, you got to remember, though, that he would play 20, 25 minutes to start the game, and then he would move to lock forward. But the games where Harry wasn't playing and Brandon Smith was, he was exceptional. Uh, he scores a lot of tries, has a lot of good stats and everything, which is unreal. But as far as service out of dummy half, Harry Grant does blow him out of the water for me, and I think you'll see that this year. Uh, Finucane has left. I think Brandon Smith will move to lock. And I honestly think he will be a better lock than he is hooker. I know people find that controversial, but I genuinely think he will be. And I think next year you'll see him go deeper into this top 10. I wouldn't be surprised if he's at six or seven next year playing lock because the meters he's going to make, the momentum he's going to gain is going to be sensational for the Melbourne Storm. Buzz says, scored nine tries through the center channel last season, equal most of any player, as tough as any player in the competition. Yeah, pretty crazy. Scored nine tries through the middle. Only Tom Travojevic scored that many tries through the middle. Obviously, a lot of guys scoring tries on the edges, including Turbo, scored a lot on the edges. But Brandon Smith had a dummy half and around the ruck, he was sensational. So I couldn't argue with having him in the top 10. I think he was the best hooker in the game in 2021. Uh, No doubting that he should be there, in my opinion. I would agree with this one. Agree 59%, underrated 22%, overrated 19%. Now, we're going to dive into the top 10 either later today or tomorrow morning. I'm not sure. Just thinking about the guys that we haven't seen. Obviously, Cleary, Turbo, Tedesco, we haven't seen. Seen a lot of Melbourne Storm boys. We haven't seen Jerome Hughes. We also haven't seen some of these Rabbitohs boys. We've already seen Reynolds and Cook, but we haven't seen Cody Walker or Latrell Mitchell. So, interesting to see where they land. Uh, Cam Murray's another Rabbitoh that we haven't seen either, so I'm sure he will be there somewhere. Have we seen DCE? I'm just scrolling backwards. I'm I'm not going to cheat and have a look, but I don't think we've seen DCE either, who will be a really interesting one. I think that's eight guys I've named. There's nine. I can't work out for the life of me who the other player is. I can't work it out, to be honest with you. But uh, we will dive into those either later today or tomorrow morning, guys. That will be coming. Just a reminder, we have got the Jackson Hastings podcast. Uh, That will be dropping Wednesday morning, so tomorrow morning. So stay tuned for that. It's a sensational one that you will not want to miss. I think this guy is going to completely flip the narrative on Jackson Hastings over the next 18 months. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 